noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. When Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his breath. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him were who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. God, as we consider this story and we share in the Lord's Supper together today, we pray as always for insight and understanding into the relationships you're calling us into with you, with ourselves, and with each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we've come together to celebrate today, as we do several times of the year, the Lord's Supper. And in doing that, we're also celebrating Jesus' sacrificial death that we just read about. And this story, this narrative is coming to us from Matthew chapter 27. And beyond the death itself, there are a couple interesting things to consider. First of all, we're told very specifically the time when Jesus died and that darkness came over all the land. So there were supernatural things happening. Darkness coming over the land was to symbolize the judgment that was coming. And then there was uh, an earthquake. And then the temple the curtain in the temple was torn in two, so there were several curtains in the temple, but it's thought that this was the curtain that separated the holy place from the most holy place. So in the holy place, the priests would go in, and they had the, their work that they did amongst the furniture that's specified in the book of Leviticus, but behind the curtain was uh, thought to be the throne of God, the place that God would reside, and it reminded ancient Israelites of the time in which they were in the desert, and God's a, a visible presence would come down in a cloud and sit behind that a curtain on the, the throne, the mercy seat. And uh, there in the, on the mercy seat was made up of the Ark of the Covenant, and inside of the Ark of the Covenant was the Ten Commandments. And so this was very special, but also very separated from the people. The high priest would only go in there once a year. But on Jesus' death, that uh, curtain that symbolically had created some separation between God and those who were serving him was, was split in two. Now, no more separation. Then we're told in a passage that is very easy to overlook, but also so intriguing and mysterious, that the earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life, and they came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. Really easy to overlook that, but wow, what a scene. Jesus' death brings to life 
uh, those who, uh, in some translations, are called the saints. We don't know who these people were, but we can imagine that, uh, that maybe Abraham <laughs> came out of his tomb. Maybe Sarah came out of uh, her tomb. Who knows? Ancient people of old, and we're told that they, apparently they hung around in their graves, and then after the resurrection, they joined Jesus on a, a tour of the city so that people actually could testify that they had met these unnamed holy people. And in both of these instances, the, the tearing of the curtain and the resurrection of the holy people of old, we can take a heart today that this ancient story has meaning for us, that when Jesus died, at the moment he died, by the way, it's thought that Jesus died at the very same time that the sacrificial lamb was being slain that would happen each day in the morning and the evening, so the evening lamb was being slain, but type meets anti-type. Jesus, the true lamb, is replacing the lamb, the symbolic sacrificial lamb of the ancient service. And so the temple curtain is torn, meaning now we have access directly to the throne of grace. In Hebrews, we're told we can come before God. There is no more separation. We can come before the, the Father ourselves and we can pour out our hearts. This happens because of Jesus' death. And then we can take hope in the resurrection of these holy people that because Jesus died, it gives new life. In a very, very tangible and practical way, you have these ancient people who have come out of the tombs. Jesus' death inspires life for others. We can take heart in that too. That Jesus' death means life for us. Not just life at some future time, at the resurrection, at the second advent, but life for us now as we accept and confess faith in Jesus, we can experience resurrection here and now today. And so the great story of Jesus' death gives us hope because we have direct access now to the Father. There's no more separation. There's no more curtain. We can go before God and pour out our hearts. And we also have the great hope that as we confess faith in the work of the Lord Jesus who died on our behalf, that we can experience resurrection today. If you're feeling like you're not the person that you want to be, if you're feeling like there are some things in your experience that you just can't get over on your own, there's good news. As we confess faith in the Lord Jesus, we can experience resurrection life today. You can be resurrected today, God bringing newness. His death brings life for us. And so we come to celebrate this. In just a few moments, we're going to take the bread and we're going to take the juice the broken body of Jesus, the shed blood of Jesus. And as we take this into ourselves, we are confessing faith that this God who came and lived and died and rose again is our God and that we have that access to the Father that we can always go to for comfort and encouragement and salvation and that God gives us new life, that we can experience the resurrection that comes from Jesus' death. And so as we continue to sing together and prepare our hearts to take part in this ancient service, may God do in our hearts what only he can do. Give us access to him and help us to experience his resurrection today. Amen.